Hey y'all, Alex Barinka here, head of external affairs at Bear Shop and host of Finding Inspo, the first ever shoppable podcast. On this show, I sit down with founders, creators, and influencers from across the retail world and pick their brains for information you can use in life and in business. What I'm most interested in is where they are finding inspo and how they turn inspiration into reality. Because that ability to actually take an idea and turn it into a real product that others love is what makes them different. And people love what my guest today makes. And I'm actually enjoying it right now as I tape this intro. Alexandra Mysore is the chief creative officer and owner of Par Avion Tea. That's right, tea. That lovely warm drink that's having a bit of a cultural moment in the U.S. right now with the rise of wellness culture. And it's about time, right? Legend has it that tea was first created around 3000 BCE, when an emperor in what's now known as China witnessed a leaf flutter into a pot of water that his servant was boiling. Since then, it's become an integral part of the cultural fabric in many Asian countries. India is one of the largest tea producers in the world, and the country also consumes most of what it grows. The United Kingdom got tea by the way of the storied East India Tea Company in the 1600s. And do y'all remember that phrase, no taxation without representation, from your elementary school U.S. history classes and that monumental incident that spurred the American Revolutionary War called, you guessed it, the Boston Tea Party. John Adams called that iconic destruction of the natural beverage the, quote, most magnificent movement of all. This mini history lesson is just to say that tea has been around and at the forefront of people's consciousness for a really long time. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Alexandra, to ask how she went about tackling doing something new with a product that's been around and beloved for literally thousands of years. Her answer, you make it personal. She took something so steep in tradition and kept the heart of what tea is all about, the ritual and the comfort, and revamped it for today's world with some delightful new elements and a lot of personality. I'll tell you, Vera Shop customers are adding Paravion tea to their carts, myself included, and it is flying off of our shelves. But as a founder, putting a bit of yourself into your products can also present its own challenges. I loved hearing from Alexandra about how she reimagined the age-old beverage and how she pivoted her idea along the way. Great moments have happened for me over tea. Yep. Whether it's you know great conversations, breakups with a college boyfriend, talks <laughs> with like a girlfriend, like really great moments happen over tea. But when you're really feeling intimidated by it, or you don't feel delighted or excited by the experience, that can't happen. So I felt there was this huge sort of opportunity to have luxury tea that was really fun. And I didn't quite know what that was going to mean yet because I felt kind of nervous about pushing the boundary of tea. You know, all we've seen today are really great leaves. And tea is not something I invented. These are thousands and thousands of years old, right? And so when I sort of um, launched Paravion Tea, and turned on the proverbial lights on our website and kind of like, is someone going to come buy my tea? <laughs> like, one person, two person, someone I don't know, please. And, um, and you know, I started with a collection of, by the way, really great quality leaves. So mm-hmm. let's just put that to the side. Like the best jasmine tea you've ever had. <laughs> the best girl grade you've ever had. But people just weren't that excited because there's a lot of, Option. Yeah, you've and seen that before. You've seen that before. But look, we've we are we've been talking for 
just a few minutes and I can feel your you just have like a, an effervescence about you. And when I do look at the branding at, at the naming conventions, when I look at everything about your brand, I feel that too. And it's something that's more exciting and emotionally charged and in a positive way. And and I kind of see that coming through. So so you started out with kind of your run of the mill type of tease, perhaps not quite as um, fun and bubbly as, as the brand is today. What did that evolution look like to get to where you are now? Yeah, I knew that if I wanted to make a mark and I wanted, um, I just couldn't figure out what was going on. So just from a business standpoint, I was like, okay, I have really great teas. I have reorders. These are really good metrics. But how do I sort of kick it up a notch and feel really unique and different? And honestly, like, I think there's like a fear and a resistance for founders and makers sometimes to really, you don't think it, but to really express what's on the inside, you know? And um, it's I vulnerable. To feel back. You, ha- you have to be vulnerable. Yes. And that's a really, I think I've talked to a lot of founders. I, I used to cover business and tech um, at Bloomberg and I've, I've run the gamut of folks in all different industries and everyone's really smart and everyone's really astute, but they're smart in their craft. It's hard to actually reach in and be personal. Frankly, moving over to Verishop doing this podcast, I have to be more personal. And that's not what a journalist used to be. So it it is a vulnerability and kind of a putting yourself out there because if people don't like it, they also don't like a piece of you. So I can see how that's kind of like a really scary moment to really channel – your personal emotions as a founder into what you're putting out there for the brand. Exactly. And, you know, I wish I could tell you I had this, like, one thunderbolt moment of, that's it, I'm going to be my best self and I'm going to dig deep, but it was really kind of a process. And I think um, there was a moment where I knew I couldn't keep doing the same thing. So that was, like, I was very committed to that idea and then, um, and then I, I, so the thing is, is I had a lot of really interesting ingredients in my back pocket because again, you know, while the business is still really young, I had been studying and researching and not even knowing I was building a business plan all those decades, right? And so there was this one ingredient that hadn't become, I hadn't really seen it in the US and that was butterfly pea flower. And what's really interesting about that particular ingredient is it steeps blue, which is just wacky and bonkers to begin with but even more incredible is when you add an an acid whether it's a lemon lime orange any citrus it turns a shade of pink or purple so i knew there was something very interesting there and i knew there's no way i was going to be able to teach people to drink blue tea if i called it blue tea and all of a sudden it occurred to me as i was doing my makeup and on the back of this new lip gloss it said unicorn I was like, you know, this butterfly pea flower is kind of like unicorn. And that started generating and that unicorn tears tea really gave me the confidence to kind of dig deep into all my wacky ideas. And I think you see how wacky I actually really am now with the tea because I sort of unleashed it. And I think that's what's really interesting. If you think about tea before where our brand is now. When you think of tea culture, you never really thought of a modern American tea culture. I mean, think about it. You associate it with an Asian tea, right? My dream is to be able to sort of have this cornerstone of pushing the boundaries of tea, which hasn't been done in a long time. And living in this world of, um, I call retail theatrics, because a lot of people love to Instagram, share, have this moment of delight. Um, you know, I had gone to, um, 
you know, when you go to some of these Michelin rated gastro gastronomy yes. kind of restaurants, they do that well. Yep. But when you get to the sea, when they do that with cocktails too. And so that was kind of my vision is how could I push the boundary with tea? And so now we have glitter tea, which sparkles in your cup, which is amazing. We have that new pinata tea, which you're referring to in the firecracker tea, which has basically, it's like, it's not pop rocks, but it's a version of that. And it's like things in your cup and, you know, so many wonderful, amazing things. I love this idea of retail theatrics because sometimes I do feel that's what it is. And and you also see it play out in the world in uh, very unsuccessful ways. I have certainly gone to restaurants that will go unnamed where the, the food or the drinks look amazing on the Instagram pictures. And then you sit down and they didn't put as much effort into the uh, actual taste of it as they do into the presentation. But you've kind of really worked to marry both. Can you talk through kind of how you made sure sure that both you're fitting into this cultural moment where people really want to share what they're doing and share their experiences and how tea kind of was a really great lever into those moments. Absolutely. I mean, for starters, tea, I'm really lucky in that tea has its natural storytelling ability. I think the opportunity, not so much a problem, but really the opportunity is that the existing sort of teas that we all knew about it's not that they had a scale story. It wasn't a story we could all relate to. And so I think like being able to think through that. So for example, you know, with the unicorn tears, I mean, it's, there's no way it's not going to taste amazing because there's green teas and there's ingredients that we all know and love. So I felt really confident in the taste, but it was then mirroring um, what, what was exciting and new visually and, um, and from a storytelling point of view. Um, so I think that's kind of been really helpful. And, you know, now that we're also um, starting to roll out more wellness teas, which is something you think we would have done early on. And I sort of stayed away from that simply because I felt that exists. And inherently, tea is wellness. I mean, it really is. And so as a result, as how could we make the experience and the moments, these par chance moments, I know that's Car <laughs> chance moments, um, really exciting. And so I started thinking about when do we actually drink tea, like realistically, right? And there's these moments in the morning, you're either a tea drinker or a coffee drinker in the morning. Maybe you start with coffee, progress to tea. Okay. I think that's a lot of people. That's me. In the that's me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In the afternoon as a pick me up in the evening is maybe a chamomile that's or like Yep. Which we saw the pair <laughs> <laughs> um, And then um, bridal showers, a mother, Mother's yep. Day brunch, uh, meeting with a friend, right? So now we're getting into these moments that are just not self-care wellness moments, but now these moments of in real life experiences that are really personal. And but so they're I also want- more shareable. I think that's really smart for you. You started in the kind of relationship where there are typically multiple people involved. And, and from a business perspective and from a visibility perspective, that seems like, and I don't know if you meant to do that from the start, but that seems really smart because the personal care moments, you don't always share. I'm more likely to share if I'm at a bridal shower, if I'm at uh, a gathering of friends, a book club, or something where we're, we're more engaged with other people. But my nightly tea, I'm not always taking pictures of my, you know, diner mug from upstate New York with my, you know, whatever tea in it. So 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And really also not, and I wasn't thinking about it in terms of like sharing it on Instagram or anything in that moment, but more this moment of that's the feeling I wanted to evoke because that was the experience I had with tea. You go anywhere in Asia and they just shove a cup of tea in your hand. And I wanted that sort of like moment. And so I thought if I created teas that would encourage more of those moments that I'd be doing sort of what I was hoping. It's kind of like, you know, um, I remember, uh, so I'm like a huge, I love reading about other brands. Uh-huh. And I remember someone saying about C's candy, even though, you know, it's like a classic brand that you never had a bad moment because you eat chocolate and you just feel good, yep. right? And I wanted that sort of same everlasting experience and memory associated with Par Avian tea. And, um, and that's like, that's exactly what I think we started with. And that's why it sort of evolved to become a conversation point. Um, you know, when you're having these experiences, even within a group, I mean, you can't help but talk about the tea first. I never thought I would start a tea company whatsoever. That was just not on my purview of even any idea. You know, some people will have a notebook of ideas. I did, but it never had start a tea brand on it. But interestingly enough, it's something I've been passionate about for the longest time. Um, so uh, my family's from India. And so part of just kind of my daily routine growing up was having that moment with tea because my mom would make chai. Every family sort of has this signature chai recipe. And truth be told, a lot of people say me included and all my mom's girlfriends that her chai really is something extraordinary. Um, so I just got really excited about it. And when I went away to college, I missed that tea moment. And so I started just blending teas for my girlfriends. And um, as I got a little bit older, whether it's birthday presents, housewarming presents, whatever, I was blending tea. And um, as I started to have a little bit more cash and was working, I would take master tea blending classes. Again, 100% just pure joy. And um, along the way, of course, I met some incredible people. All my vacations were centered around, for sure, visiting a tea plantation. Love it. Um, which yeah, is like, which is think. also not normal, right? I guess I, right? I'm a little bit like that with wine. I I, I have no yeah, plans exactly. currently to go into the wine business, but um, you know that's something I, I I appreciate the passion of kind of seeking it out. Um, so so where were you hitting when you're when you're pre pre business days when you're still in kind yes. of the full on personal passion mode? Where were you going? Tell us about some of those places. You know. Um, well, of course, India, because that's where my family's from. And, you know, we went to these tea gardens and it was crazy because, you know, I really do like the outdoors, but I caveat that with, um, I just really 100% don't like bugs. And I don't know who does, <laughs> but the thing about tea plantations are, are, you know, it's a very much salt to the earth type of people. And, um, you know, I, you had to wear these boots, what are they called? Galoshes, like yes. all the way up to, and Still, I found a leaf. So I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. But, yeah, so, you know, the climates are great. The people on these plantations, I mean, that's what makes it so wonderful. Um, learning about, uh, you know, the different soils, the different climates. It's You know, you brought up wine as a passion of yours. And let me sort of go back to that moment because I was living in the city in San Francisco at the time. And, you know, of course, we would go to way to Napa like everyone else to get away from uh, Carl the Fog is yes. what they call it. Yes, I know and Carl well. I lived in the marina or just outside yeah. the marina oh. when I was there. Yep. Yeah. 
exactly. So we, you totally get it. And um, when I would go to the vineyards, it was really great, right? It's like this very, they romance the grapes, they talk about the ingredients, the different layers of taste, the different, like the aftertaste, all these sorts of things. And I just kept thinking, this is really not that different from tea in that sense, right? And um, at the time in the city, the only place where I thought you could get really high quality leaves with an experience was a place where I just felt like it was so stuffy. And I think sometimes the way that we feel intimidated with wine sometimes is the same way that can happen with tea. So I was kind of like, all right, well, A, it feels really snobby isn't the right word because I like snobby things every now and then okay but it's more it's more it just felt like there wasn't this connection this experience that was happening it's a little buttoned up almost yeah and in a way where you don't just kind of relax into the experience of what he was meant to be let's take a quick break from my chat with par avion t chief creative officer and owner alexandra mysore so i can take a nice long sip of my fluffy panda tea. That's the jasmine tea we're about to talk about that's become one of my favorite morning situations. I'll tell y'all, my mornings are so sacred to me. How my day starts can wildly change my mood for the rest of it. I like to get up slowly and then move my body in some way, whether that's yoga or Pilates or a quick strength workout and a stretch. It just gets my blood going and wakes me up in a really nice way. And since we brought Par Avion Tea to Vera Shop, I have actually made Fluffy Panda the next part of my routine after that early morning stretch. You just pop the cute pink tin that's obviously covered in pandas, and it just smells happy. It's fruity, it's bright, which I think is the lychee, along with green tea and jasmine flowers. Now, I'm a green tea lover, and it has that really familiar taste of like a good matcha um, or just a regular green tea, but it also has this really lovely fruitiness and floral notes from that jasmine that soften and brighten the cup. I set that up to steep in the morning, and only then do I open my screens. I usually take an hour, give or take, to read the news and fire off my morning emails, which basically ends up being just enough time for a cup of tea with either one or two top-ups of hot water. It's something about taking that moment in the morning to fix that up for myself. It really just gives me positive vibes going into the rest of the day. And a little added benefit, my boyfriend says Fluffy Panda's the best tea ever tasted, so we'll chalk that up as a win as well. And when I run out, I can always replenish ASAP with Shop's free one-day shipping to the lower 48 states. I challenge you to give it a try. Just go to Alexandra's episode page on Verashop.com slash inspo. And if you're a first-time Verashop shopper, you can take 20% off your first purchase with the code INSPOT. That's I-N-S-P-O-T-E-A. Now, Alexandra and I are about to get specific about all the Par Avion tea, including Fluffy Panda, and you can get all of these on Verashop. So let's get back to our conversation. And, and I want to press on something there because you say in Asia, everyone shoves a, a cup of tea in your hand. In the U.S., that's not necessarily how it's been. We're having this moment of wellness where everyone's very much focused on wellness. And for some people, tea is part of that kind of self-care ritual. How do you actually define, though, where tea fits into wellness? What kind of wellness is it? Can you kind of break that down? Because I think that's really important in in crossing this bridge from having it just be part of kind of your internal self-care routine and, and, and 
broadening it out to going for tea time with your friends instead of grabbing a bottle of wine or what have you. Yeah, that's a really great point. I mean, I personally see self-care in general as an empowering moment. And, um, and it, it just an empowering movement, really. That's what's exciting about self-care. So there's different levels. You're absolutely right. Level one is the obvious one, which is health. And I think you could Google tea and health. There's a lot of really great academic studies out there on green tea. On I mean, we're seeing such a beautiful moment with matcha, which is basically green tea ground up, right? But there's so many hibiscus. There's so many. Tea is just really great for you in general. You can't go wrong. So now, are there some teas that we're blending specifically with certain moments in mind? Nightcap is one of them. Um, in general, we're starting to sort of build upon that because that's something now that people are looking for. But interestingly enough, if we just People are looking for that experience with us, even in the wellness tea. So that's kind of the exciting moment for me is how do we sort of stay true to having an experience with a tea that helps with something functional. So you start with health. You're, you're hitting those functional bits across your basically your entire assortment. W- what else? Where else does, does uh, tea kind of fall into this wellness space? You know, there is so much research around us having a human connection with someone and having a really good positive mindset. I think those are two separate and then together types of things. And I think tea is kind of an enabler of that. And I mean that for a few reasons. One, just this sort of like meditation of preparing the tea. So all of our teas are loose leaf and that's by design. And one of the biggest reasons is because when you put a a loose leaf, like a real whole leaf. When I say whole leaf, I'm not making it up, people. Mine is. Open the tin, okay? (laughs) And when you see this beautiful leaf and you smell it, you can watch it unfurl and dance in this hot water. And it's just a few minutes that forces you to sort of do that. So, like, I love me some headspace, but... This is kind of a more active sort of like, okay, you know, set the timer, watch it. Um, so I think there's that active meditation and the preparation of the tea. So that's number one. Number two, think about how, and I'm very big on how do we sort of instigate and fuel our creativity. Just the aroma, the different senses. So in the same way, when you experience food, tea is sort of this beautiful way. The color that you're looking at, the sense that you're, it hits every single one of our five senses, right? So I think that's an incredible experience. And it really does start to sort of wake up the different pieces. And if you are a follower of yoga, they talk about all these different chakras. And, you know, really, tea does open up a lot of those things. So that's number two, right? And number three, that experience in that moment. So whether it's you just taking a moment for yourself, maybe writing in your journal, whatever it is, or sharing something with a friend or a memory. I think all those things sort of help ritualize that. And um, I think, you know, and you, I think you were kind of alluding to this. Is you know, When you go out these days, have you ever noticed all the mocktail menus? It's not a mocktail anymore. These are bona fide, amazing drinks that don't have alcohol. And you see a lot of people heading that direction. So one of the greatest things is, um, you know, for us playing with, um, you know, different mixologists of how we can use these elements. I mean, in essence, a lot of the mixologists are maybe not calling it tea, but they're using and steeping these ingredients into a tea, into creating beautiful sort of drinks that you can sort of use. And you see that happening, I think, across everywhere. 
the first place I saw blue pea flowers was at, in a cocktail uh, where the cocktail was yeah. made with with it had been steeped and cold and uh, when they gave the the twist of lemon, then it it bloomed purple, and it was like a fun. It was a fun moment, um, and I'm glad to kind of be able to take that off off the bar and into the home with the help of unicorn tears. Um, and, and I want to I want to talk through something that that you brought up because I think it's really important. It's something that I see it at my company, folks who I talk to for the podcast. It's the, it is this idea of attitude, and it is this idea of of how your attitude kind of affects other people. Um, you know, I want to rewind back. You you started your company. You had this idea of what kind of tea you would make. You you kind of had this process of figuring out that you needed to channel more of you and that kind of positive funness into your brand. How do you keep that positive attitude when you're recognizing that this thing that you worked on at the onset wasn't actually going to work and then you have to kind of iterate going forward? Yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, you know, I think everything is about being fearless and that's just that sounds even cheesy saying that out loud into words, but it really is, right? I mean, you have this idea, even that, to bring it into the world feels like this great feat and this, like, you know, sort of hope, and you try to do everything you can to sort of make the best go at it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I've really realized is the truer I am to myself, the better it does. And I think there's something about we live in a world that people are looking for authenticity and we hear that all the time. But honestly, it, you said this, and by the way, this is the greatest compliment you could ever give the brand or me personally, which is I can feel you in it. And that's really great because I wanted something different and unique. The world doesn't need more of the same thing, right? Um, and so be, what I found is the more courageous I am, the more quiet I am, the more sincere I am about bringing my personality and my intention, which is really to put, um, you know, to create more hope and joy in every product, object, any experience that you touch from me should have you leaving that way. And to me, that is my definition of success. Um, and I think tea is a really, you know, I think that the numbers show that. So our best-selling teas became the ones that I think were that I put my heart and soul into in, in terms of courage, right? Um, and then, and then in general, I mean, isn't that just the entrepreneur story? There's ups, there's downs, there's sideways, there's upways. I mean, I think that's so much about we live in a world of. Um, the power of sharing stories like this, you know, listening to podcasts like yours, um, being able to reach out and virtually hear the other stories and inspirations, I think keeps you going. And I think that, you know, when I was at Bloomberg, I was covering companies that were more established, right? They were going public or it was later than that. So they had some time to figure it out. I had never really been exposed to startup world a year ago when I jumped to Shop, you know, first 10 employees to try to figure things out. It's been quite the learning experience, too. And and I think what you're saying is spot on. And I've said this on the show before. I feel like it's all of these folks who have started companies or been there from the start have a kinship to this idea of what I call this directionally controlled chaos, right? You're moving in the right yeah. direction. As long as you're moving in the right direction, you know you're going to be bopping and weaving. But it's almost like how you respond to those, to that kind of tumultuousness that's going to happen. Like, it is going to happen. Like, full stop. Exactly. Nothing goes off without a hitch. Um, how you respond to that is is are, t- ends up being some of the most important moments of how you shape your business. I think you're absolutely right. First of all, the one thing that holds 
it just makes me feel when I get into that moment of like, oh my God, is that nothing that's happened to me personally as a family, any bucket of my life business hasn't happened to somebody else before. I mean, that's just true, right? So that's number one. I think you can start there. And then number two, I think it's about, you know, we talk so much about failure and startup, fail fast and like fail successfully, which by the way, is good in theory, but it's really hard when you haven't exercised that muscle. Yes. And generally, I think if you're like this go-getter, ambitious person, you have tried to, uh, you know, you fail, but you really have like, you're used to winning. Let's just, just the best There's a pride it. element. There's a pride element. Yes. And I think pride can be a good thing. Pride can empower you to want to be proud of your output. And so when things happen that are your mistakes or out of your control, it is a punch in the gut. It is. It is a hundred percent. And I think, um, I think, yeah, that makes it tough. You know, that's why as the business evolved, one of the things that I've really tried to do, not only in the culture of the team, but also in the, um, the manufacturing process is how could we fail fast so that we feel really comfortable. And I think part of it is like the ability that we're hand blending these teas using an artisan method in house is both like amazing because we can sort of try things at a smaller scale. We have more flexibility and um, not only can we scale up fast, but we also are not scared to try things. And I think when you own that part of it, um, you're able to be, I think, more bold. And so that's an idea of how do I take this ability where I do want to try a lot of different things, but how do I actually work that into the strategy and into the infrastructure of a culture and a business? Yeah, and, and I, I hope, and, and from my experience with your stuff, I hope that folks can kind of feel that kind of hand-blendedness too. Um, to that point, I wanted to play a little fun game. What I want to do is hit all of these, and I want to get two things from you. I want to get your okay. perfect moment for when you would drink this tea, if you could manufacture okay. the perfect moment, and I want your um, your favorite part of it. It can be an ingredient. It can be part of the experience, um, but we'll go down the list. Um, we'll start with okay. the pinata celebration tea. Yes. Oh, my God. I love this tea. Can I just tell you? Um, I actually got the idea. So if you have a kid, you are very well versed on the Saturday morning birthday circuit. Yes. And, and there are pinatas. And I loved the element of a pinata. And it happened to be one night I was invited to a cocktail party where they had a pinata filled with luxury goods for adults. And I lost my love it. mind. Love it. And so I wanted that element of surprise. When you break open a pinata, there's some element of surprise. What could I do in the tea where there would be an element of surprise? So not only does it sort of hit to these beautiful mango fruity moments, but when you steep the tea, you will hear an orchestra and symphony of noise in your cup. And that is that element of surprise. Love it. Um, that is perfection. And the popping candy in there is so fun. All right. I want to hit... Yes. Another celebration tea, the birthday cake celebration tea. What are your, what are your top two things? Where okay, and what? So, okay, so I, I definitely love that tea because it has the birthday sprinkles in it. And I feel like it's the best gift because I wanted something where – how annoyed do you get sometimes when you have to spend five bucks for a card? And you're like, bro. Like, yes. So on the back yes. of the tin, it starts to and from. So you're able to write this amazing note on it. Um, of course, who doesn't like that sort of birthday cake flavor? <laughs> um, so this is my favorite gift to give to my girlfriends alongside like a beautiful mug and a steeper for kind of that birthday 
breakfast kind of moment. Um, so I love that one for that reason. Fabulous. All right. A- another maybe girlfriend gift, the pink Prosecco glitter tea. This sounds like a yes. uh, a Saturday night in with a good movie and uh, maybe a gluten-free pizza and some pink Prosecco glitter tea. If I'm imagining my yes. night, what would your night be? <laughs> you know what I love about the pink Prosecco one? I would try that with some sparkling water because you turn it into an iced tea, sparkling water now gives it this like extra Prosecco-y sort of situation. I love that. And it has sparkles in it like the actual like it's shimmery which is super fun so try using that or you know why not add some real prosecco to it um, and it gives a very beautiful co- a beautiful color in kind of a champagne flute um or those new stemless champagne flutes. do you have some of those uh we have I some don't... coming we have some amazing new glasses oh. coming um little teaser oh. by the time this comes out we'll have some but i'm sure um from either hawkins or some of the other brands there's a great little yes. pairing to be had there you can also freeze that after you make that, which is really incredible, and add the ice cubes into another drink and watch as it melts the color um, of your other drink sort of turn into an ombre. So a lot of fun things you can do beyond the cup. That'll be – I'll be hostess with the mostess with some um, pink Prosecco 100%. glitter tea ice cubes. All right. Fluffy Panda. Tell me about the fortune oh, tea. I'm obsessed with this tea. I'm this like the one I had this morning. Obsessed. So I, one of my favorite tea elements is jasmine in general. And, um, you know, what we do with our jasmine tea is we actually not only sort of uh, layer it five different times with jasmine, but I love to keep some of the actual jasmine flower in there, which isn't very usual to see. Um, and this one just has like this beautiful finish of lychee. And um, who just doesn't love fluffy pandas? Please. <laughs> like, it's just, you feel like that. Like, this just cute, like, mm, that's what this tea makes you feel like. So, this is a very cuddly tea, in my opinion. If I wake up with the amount of enthusiasm that you're having about this tea, I will be a better human just in general. Um, I I am just loving this. All right. Unicorn Tears. We've talked about this one, but remind us why this is so special. Okay. So Unicorn Tears is the tea that has – it's a beautiful green tea with a little bit of a vanilla finish and has these beautiful butterfly pea flowers, which, by the way, has incredible – health benefits just google it it will keep blue in your cup and if you add any citrus i feel that i made this with the intention of putting lemon in it so that is my preference when you put lemon in it you will see it turn this beautiful ombre color um i would suggest you just normally like how you would make tea with hot water ice turning them into ice cubes Another fun thing you can do is keep it blue but have like a lemonade frozen ice cube so when they melt um, that's really great in the spring or in the summer when you're hosting. Um, so that's a really fun idea, too. This one is just fun. If you want to, like, wow your girlfriends, you want something that's elegant, um, you want to just one-up your dinner party, this is your jam. Love it. All right. Uh, last one we have online now, but not the last one we'll talk about, the nightcap wellness tea. Yeah, since this one is, like, it's a beautiful, beautiful tea. Um, it, of course, has chamomile in it as its dominant ingredient. Um, this is one I highly suggest making your nighttime routine. I mean, I think it's soft enough. It puts you, you know, sleep is very important. We're reading all about how do we have the most effective level of sleep. Some people are taking these 
what is this, this melatonin gummies and things like that. This is something that, I mean, you're literally sipping on plants. It could not be more natural than this. And it really does give you this sort of calming effect. I think it's also great if you have a family at home, if you have roommates, to kind of just a place to connect even for a few moments. And we just launched our sleep shop because we, you know, folks are dying for a place for all the things you need. And I'm not talking PJs. I'm talking about everything you need to calm down, your eye mask, your silk pillow, you know, your nightcap wellness tea, kind of your sound uh, machines, everything you need in one place. Because, again, to your point, sleep has become really into the cultural ethos. We're, we're actually caring about it now. We're realizing we're more efficient when we're more well-rested, which I can't complain. Um, but uh, but it's definitely in there as well. And, and our last one is the one I'm really excited about because it's coming for Valentine's, Galentine's Day. Whatever you want to celebrate, take a moment for your solo self. Tell us about um, the, the one that we'll have for an exclusive as for a period of time in, uh, in February. Yeah. So it is called the I Love You Tea, which I think is just this romantic tea. I mean, it's the one that I make for my husband, and I made it a little extra special by adding in these little tiny sugar hearts in there. So when you open up the tea tin, not only will you see the beautiful black tea leaves, but you'll also see these little tiny little um, red sugar hearts in them. And when you steep them, it just has this beautiful finish. And of course, it makes a fantastic gift either for yourself love yourself first and foremost or also it also has a little area where you can write your little love note in there as well so that one's not only fantastic for valentine's day but honestly what a great message i love you it just doesn't get more simple than that that's all for my chat with par avion tea owner and chief creative officer alexandra mysore don't forget to check out her teas including the i love you tea which is exclusive to vera shop at verashop.com slash inspo Head to that page and then just select her picture to see more about what we talked about and all of the products that we mentioned. If you do end up using any of her tea entertaining hacks, I would love to hear about it. Send them to me on Instagram or Twitter at Alex Barinka, and I may even ask to read your comments or share your photos on another episode. And as always, I have a special treat for my Finding Inspo listeners. First-time Verishop customers can take 20% off their first purchase with the code INSPO-T. That's INSPO-T-E-A. So head on over to the podcast page and see more about Paravion and shop the products we talked about. It's all at verishop.com slash INSPO. Thanks for listening and see you soon.